Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Podcast Manager Show. This is a very special and unique episode that I'm sharing with you today because I have my BFF and former podcast co-host on as a guest. So Katie Hake, who is a non-diet dietitian and also a fitness professional, she and I started a podcast back in 2016, and that's how I got into podcasting from the start. So in this episode, though, don't worry, we aren't just talking about how we're friends. <laughs> we're talking about how you as a podcast manager can support a podcaster for five plus years. Because let's be honest, if you don't know this already, hosting a podcast changes year over year over year. The first six months are really exciting. The second six months, you're starting to get your groove, really seeing as a podcaster what works. And then year two, year three, you've got to maintain that momentum and turn the show into really a movement. And so Katie is still hosting the podcast that her and I started back in 2016. And I thought, you know what? She has learned a ton as a podcast host along the way. Let's bring her on the show so that you can see from the podcaster's perspective what it's like to have a show for over five years and how her and her podcast manager have worked together to keep the show alive through the many seasons that she has gone through. So she's going to walk us through all of those seasons. I think this is going to be a really insightful episode, and I am so glad you're here. So without further ado, let's go chat with Katie. Hey there, I'm Lauren, and you're listening to The Podcast Manager Show, a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Katie, I am so excited that you're here today. So excited. I mean, where do we begin? Yeah. Talk about throwback. Yes. And we were talking right before we hit record about how like when you're listening to your favorite podcast and they're like, I have my best friend on the show today. How I personally like, I... I just feel like, oh, I'm probably not going to like this one because I I like back and forth chatter. I like chemistry between a guest and a host. But like there's something about real friends that it's like, it's just a little bit too much. There's too many like inside jokes. It's like the inside joke and you're like, it's not funny because I wasn't there. So <laughs> yes. we're not going to do that. We're today. not going to do that. Yeah. We very much are like BFF in real life, but we also... Our friendship is built on the fact that we both are obsessed with entrepreneurship. And so we're good at being like, okay, are we talking personal or are we doing business? We're talking business. We're here to get down to business. We're, yeah. So we will not <laughs> we, we will not do any inside jokes. You will be in the loop on everything. But we are going to be talking about how you have had a podcast for five plus years and some takeaways that podcast managers can get from you as a podcaster. And you also have like an inside look because you know my business. So I just, I think this is going to be a really cool perspective for new podcast managers, experienced podcast managers to hear from someone like you. And I mean, five plus years as a podcaster, that's pretty long. It's pretty incredible. 
I mean, it's always wild to think about that out loud or to ever say that out loud because number one, five years feels like a century ago. But at the same time, podcasting is just, it's just felt so natural at the same Mm. time. Like it's hard to even imagine not podcasting, if that makes sense. Like it's just so integrated to, to like, you know, I listen to podcasts every single day. I can't imagine what was life like before podcasts. I don't know. Yeah. Now I want to, I want us to go over like the whole story of like how you, you and I, but how like where you were at when we first started the podcast. But first, do you remember what show you first listened to? It had to have been the Shalene show. Mm. No, no, I take that back. I take that back. There was a step one in my podcasting story. I was actually a freshman in college and we had to, it was an English class and we had to, I don't, surely I've told you the story. Yeah. But we had to create a podcast. And this was like before, you know, podcasts were really a thing. Like I had to download it onto my iPod and our English teacher at that time. iPod. Yeah. On the iPod. iPod. It was an episode of This American Life talking about partying on college campuses. And we had to listen to the podcast and walk around campus like as a class. And then we had to create, I wish I could get my hands on the podcast episode that we actually created. It was like a very short snippet, but it was a group project with two other people in my class, one of them who ended up becoming my roommate in college. And we had to create like a 10 minute podcast. I don't even know what we talked about. I think it was about Breakfast Club, which is a university tradition where college students dress in costumes and they go drinking at like 7am. So funny. That was your first introduction. So that was, I guess, the first one I listened to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This American Life. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people have like re- really got into podcasts in 2020, which was only two years ago. Also, how was that two years ago? So to think like you're talking what, like 2012? It would have had to have been. No, it would have been before that. It would have been my freshman year. So that would have been 2010, 2011. Yeah. Wow. So like, that's so cool that 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 wow, that's so wild to think about. Yeah, that that instructor, that college professor was that into podcasts that they worked it into. <laughs> that is someone we need to become friends with. <laughs> she was pretty progressive. She was pretty edgy. Uh, I wish I knew remembered her name and was mm. still in contact with her and could tell her like, <laughs> Hey, remember that time you made us make a podcast? Well, yeah, I'm still podcasting. Yeah, she definitely has her own podcast. Too bad we yeah. <laughs> too bad we can't find it. So some people that are listening have heard like how my kind of my my story of starting a podcast. But for you, it really was you were in a completely different stage of your life. I had a six month old. So tell us your kind of history of like where were you at in your life when you started the podcast? What you know, why did you do it? And then walk us through some of those years. Yeah, so starting the podcast, we must have started listening to the Shalene show or something. We I think it was Shalene show and then probably some sort of true crime. Yeah, serial. Whatever it was yeah. Yes, exactly. It was whatever Shalene was listening to at the time. For those listening, Shalene is like a fitness guru and I come from a fitness background. So I got you a microphone as a joke. Yeah. We should start a we should start a podcast. Wouldn't that be funny? Because we were both getting into it listening. I personally was still in college studying nutrition, fitness, 
And at the same time, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, with my career, but also at the same time, kind of navigating entrepreneurship. I had started as in an MLM, multi-level marketing, and figuring out what what do I want to do? I love entrepreneurship. I love the idea. I always want to work for myself. Irony, we'll come back to that. But just knowing that I wanted to serve people, but not quite sure what that was going to look like. Yeah. And I remember when you bought me the microphone. So my birthday's in September. So that would have been September 2016. When you bought me the microphone, it was a joke, but it was like definitely serious. Like At least fr- from my memory, it was like, no, we're going to do this. It's just the amount. amount it's just the... Uh, wait, what's that word? It's just a matter of when. And that was kind of the moment of, oh, okay, we're going to do this like next week. <laughs> let's just let's get started. Let's this. get this going. Yeah. And so from my headspace, so I was still 2016, 2016. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that's right. So 2016, I would have, at that point, I had graduated college. I was, mm-hmm. so I'm a dietitian and I had to go through a year internship. So I had to move, I moved back home with my parents. I was figuring out what's my first job going to be still kind of navigating you know, I really want to go for it as an entrepreneur, but not feeling financially secure enough to do that yet. Not mm-hmm. feel, you know, all the things that entrepreneurs go through before taking the jump to work for themselves. So for me, just figuring out what are my creative outlets. And for us, that was really a big stepping stone of how can we serve people and how can we also stay connected? Because we talked all the time, but for us, it was like, how can we do this on a regular basis? Because we love talking all things nutrition, fitness, and health anyways, we should just record it. It's easy, right? Yeah. And at that time, so yeah, we were both working in fitness and you were a dietitian or you were like in your internship about to get a full-time job, like you said. And we were very much of the mentality of like dieting and like five tips to make your holidays go smoother and just like imagine your classic, in my opinion, cringeworthy uh, nutrition advice. That's what we were <laughs> given. We weren't as bad as much of it that's out there, but we were definitely heavily influenced by the diet industry, diet culture, giving tips with weight, maybe not necessarily weight loss in mind, but in the back of it, yes, weight yeah. loss in mind. <laughs> yeah. So then um, how how has that changed over the years for you? Oh my gosh. So for me, I, I could do a whole, you know, podcast episode about just my personal story. But long story short, I struggled with what I look back on now, disordered eating, obsession with healthy eating, obsessed with working out, right? Taking it really to the extreme. And so for me, health and fitness was very much restrictive, a way to control things, a way to, you know, I wore this badge of honor as a dietitian and a fitness professional, like, I am health. I have to be health. Mm-hmm. Health looks this certain way. And really, it wasn't until I got out in the field practicing as a dietitian where my views started to shift. And I personally experienced kind of that burnout of I can't treat my body like this anymore. Mm-hmm. Physically, mentally, emotionally, I, I just can't do this. I can't sustain, you know, working out multiple times per day, counting calories, all those different things. And so I discovered intuitive eating. And we kind of discovered that it really publicly, I guess you could say on the podcast, (laughs) talking about it as you evolve. And so that has been an interesting aspect of podcasting as well is 
you know, just as an entrepreneur, if you're anybody in the online space, if you have a brand that is you, <laughs> you have to have some level of transparency. And for me, health and fitness is, it is personal. And so being just navigating, I guess you could say that transparency of, you know what, what I said in the past, I don't necessarily agree with any anymore. Yeah. My views have changed. I've learned a lot more and really taking customers or listeners, whatever you're going to call them along for that ride of learning with me, which has been a learning experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I think kind of now, now, and I see more of like people stopping shows and then starting new shows. Yes. Because of different brand changes that they go through. And I'm so glad that you didn't end up doing that. And if you change, if you change the name or whatever in the future, you can still do that. <laughs> as this, as this releases, I have a new name now. Okay. Yeah. The name yeah. is staying. But like, I think especially when we're talking about the health and fitness field, the fact that there was an evolution, a personal evolution in both of us is very like natural. And so I think that that makes a lot of sense. It's not like you're hopping from topic, you know, oh, I used to talk about how to become an entrepreneur. And now I want to talk about health and fitness. No, the topic didn't change. But your personal evolution did. And therefore, the content that you were sharing changed. And so I'm, I'm glad I am glad that you were like, very transparent about that. And not necessarily transparent in the moment. You know, people say like, share your scabs, not your... Right. Don't share your open wounds. Yeah, don't share, share your, your open scars. wounds. Share your scars, not your wounds. Yeah, not your wounds. Right? Something like that. <laughs> I was I was going to say, don't don't share your scabs, share your scars. Share, but I'm like... Share ah. your scabs sounds... <laughs> I don't want to show anybody my scabs Yeah, either. I don't know. <laughs> but point being... But yes. You can, you know, since you were trying to come from a professional angle you can still manage like, hey, this is what I'm kind of discovering as an individual. And this is how it's changing my content and my opinion. And, and I'm still learning even from just my lens. So the non-diet space, I mean, there's continually more research coming out about this area of work that I do. And so I think I've really over the years leaned into that and being okay with it's okay to take people along for this ride with me because if I'm learning, I can I can teach them and they can learn something and get value from that content as well. You know, I think there's a lot of respect that comes from people we look up to or people we listen to and, and recognizing them to say, oh, I don't know it all. And yes. I am still learning. And I totally. am still open. I'm still open to learning and I'm open to, you know, I have an open mind about topics. I think that's one of the things that makes podcasting so awesome is because it is that platform. Right. It is conversational. Yeah, you can come from a professional angle and still say, hey, you know, my mind changes or I get new information in, in that. Exactly. Okay. So then um, eventually, so yeah, we started the show really at the very beginning of 2017 because it was like December, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we were we we were producing and we were going along until 2019. That's when I left was January of 2019. So then, number one, man, was that a hard conversation <laughs> to have? So sad. I think we both knew, though. We both knew that we were both growing yeah. as entrepreneurs in our business. And like you said earlier at the beginning of the show, you and I are very much good at. We have the mutual respect and. Like we want the best for each other. 
Mm-hmm. And so we're okay having those conversations of like, look, what do you, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What do I want? What do you want? If those are different things, that's okay. You know, we can still support e- support each other through this. And yeah. And the reason for me leaving was mainly because I was like, if I, you know, my business had taken off and so I, I needed more time for it. But also because we went through this change of like diet talk to intuitive eating, I really felt like I lost my my angle for the show in a good way. It was like the more I learned, the less I realized I knew. And we were trying to talk to so many audiences. Yeah. So just from that standpoint, we, I mean, this took us a lot of just doing and, and talking mm-hmm. it out and, and getting feed, getting feedback and trying new things to figure out, you know, who is our listener? What do we want to accomplish with the podcast? At first it was fun. And it still is, it still was fun, but yeah. Wow. We, we also have a lot on our plates. We have a lot of different goals. What's the best use of our time? What yeah. makes the most sense? Is this, does this align with where we're going? Yeah, totally. So then what did you, by that time we'd had the show together for two years, which already is, you know, you feel like you get a badge of honor for having a show for two years. What did you do when that big change? Because I was also producing the show. So you mm-hmm. you weren't editing and you didn't have an interest in learning those behind the scenes, right? Interest, yes. Capacity, no. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, what what choices did you make at that point? Editing was definitely one of those angles of like, I, I could so get caught up in this. I would love it. I feel like it'd be awesome. But it's one of those things just because what do they say? Just because you can do everything doesn't mean you should. Yeah. So at that point, I think we decided, okay, I need a break. I need to kind of press pause, figure out what do I want? Where am I going? Because that would have been what year? That was 2019. I was at the time working full time then at the hospital position, also trying to teach fitness classes, running a you know fitness and nutrition business on the side. So it was just not enough hours in the day. And I think at that point, it was definitely close to burnout as well of just, mm-hmm. where am I, what am I doing? Where am I going? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- trying to do all the things, losing focus. And so really pressing pause, I think, what was it, six months maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which looking back at, I remember it feeling so short. Yeah. At the same time, but looking back, six months, half a year, that sounds like a long time. Right. But I guess here we are at the time of this recording and it's been, you know, we're halfway through the year. Yeah. So it, it went by fast. But and you, we, you and I went to podcast movement and you said like, okay, I'm, I want to go to podcast movement with you and I'm going to restart the show. I'm going to, I'm going to get my new angle or I'm going to kind of, I'm going to re restart it because. Yeah. Re- re-energize for it. Like go to the conference talk to people, just really give myself the brain space to think about it, evolve. Where do I want to go before I just jump right back in and get burnt out or again, get to that point where it's like, what, where am I going? What am I doing? I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just staying busy, but what am I actually accomplishing? Which as an entrepreneur, so easy to do. Mm -hmm. So then why did you even consider restarting it? You know, because I, I, it could have gone a completely different way. And after six months, you would have thought, you know, I'd love to do this, but like, it's just, I don't need to. And, and so I'm not going to. So like, what was the reason that you thought, you know what, I really want to make this part of my life again? Number one, I see the value in it. 
and I enjoy it. It's one of those things, you know, I enjoy speaking. I enjoy having that creative outlet, but I also know that people listen and I know the impact that podcasting has for me. And so therefore I know the impact it has on, on listeners on developing that relationship for me. It really all came down to what is my message? I, I, I need to get this message across that you don't have to diet. You don't have to hate your body. You don't have to come from this place of obsession and control around food and fitness. And for me, that really was the driver is like, I've got to get this message out. There's so many different ways to do it. For me, podcasting is that platform that I enjoy. You know, it's easier for me to do that than writing a blog post. It's, it's, I just really enjoy it. So I think that's really what it comes down to is like my why behind it. Totally. And also recognizing that I, I think at that point too, coming to terms with kind of, I don't want to say ex- acceptance about things of, of deciding what do I need to let go of in order to allow this to continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From a mental standpoint, from a promotion standpoint, from a, you know, analytical standpoint, what do I need to focus on to help me keep moving forward? Yeah. Now, as you say that, how has your like workflow for the show changed? When I was producing it, I'll, I'll start there. We were, I believe you're we meeting, you would always come to my house, which was amazing. because it, it was every Tuesday night. It was Tuesday. Yeah. And that was honestly the thing that was so hard to let go of was we, you know, if, our if you consistency. guys, our consistency and seeing each other, because also we had lived in separate cities, 99% of our friendship until that like right before we started the podcast, then we lived in the same city, which was amazing, you know, with with a friend yeah. living close. Sadly, most friends don't, right? But then, yeah, you were coming over every single Tuesday, which is so great for a friendship, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. actually being together. It was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, you were coming over on Tuesdays and then um, we released on Tuesdays, right? Or maybe Mondays? I can't remember. I want to say Mondays, but then we also had Fit Friday episodes. Like, oh, yes. The quick, the quick Friday episodes. We ta- yeah. And so you would do one Fit Friday and I would do another Fit Friday. Yeah. yeah. No, I, li- I liked doing those. So, yeah, I, so I, I guess I remember like having a really quick turnaround, but that's not, no, we had like about a week turnaround because I would then produce the show and then release it on Monday. And we, we played around with email lists and Instagram accounts and, creating freemiums and opt-ins. I mean, we did a lot, a lot of experimenting. Yeah, which was, yeah, which was really fun. So then back, yeah, went back to the workflow. So how has, how has your workflow changed with, because, you know, naturally, you know, in, we're talking, you know, early, mid 20s to late 20s. You're, you're going through a ton of career changes. Like you said, in 2019, you had a full-time job in a hospital. You're still, you still have a business on the side. Plus you're teaching group fitness. And the story is like that for many years where it's like just balancing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is very common. Just this is juggling. very common. Yeah. <laughs> juggling. Yeah. Like a lot of people can relate, I'm sure. But how how did then did your workflow for the show also have to ebb and flow? So that has definitely gone in, in ebbs and flows. And God bless you, first, first of all, for your program, for producing... That's not, I don't like that word. That sounds like an assembly line, but like you have 
helped develop so many awesome podcast managers with your programs and, and the resources that you have. And so one of your students, Emily, is now my podcast manager. And that, I mean, talk about workflow, but also, and I know we'll, we'll, we'll get to this, but just kind of, for me, navigating, all right, what is my workflow? What works best for me? Because always trying to keep myself in check. I don't want to just spit out content, just spit out content Mm -hmm. because that's not in the best interest of the listener's time. It's not the best interest of my time. And so I've gone through ebbs and flows and seasons of batching, whether that's, you know, four episodes recording all at once, whether it's, you know, just trying to stay two weeks ahead regard, you know, it's, it's ebbed and flowed. And I think Mm -hmm. part of that, you know, acceptance and learning to, that's allowed me to stay in it for the long game is recognizing that it's okay. It's okay. Is it, if it ebbs and flows, as long as I have some sort of system that allows me to produce quality content and I'm able to have the open communication with my podcast manager so that again, we can maintain it. What's sustainable for us, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I think that from the podcast manager perspective, it's like you would so much rather your client be open. Like, hey, I'm going to go through a season where I'm doing this X, Y, and Z thing. And I'm going to only be able to get the show to you. Like, let's I don't know. Let's say just like three days in advance, which would be a very short turnaround, right? And then you as a podcast manager can say... Like, I'm glad that like they, you know, they, they could just say, hey, I have to pause the show. But if they're but if that is going to work for them, then you as a podcast manager have the ability to say yes or no. Like, is that going to work for you for a season or is that not going to work? Right. Like, I'll, I'll use a perfect example. So in 2020, I well, throughout 2019 transitioned into part time working in a hospital, which allowed me to then build my own business a little bit more. And then in 2020, went full time with my private practice fitness business, all that 100%, right? All hands in. So at that point, I was a lot more invested, or I guess you could say I had the bandwidth at the time Mm -hmm. to focus on, okay, where am I putting my focus as far as marketing efforts? And one of that was podcasting and really had the ability to not only the brain space to think ahead, but to batch ahead. Like it was more front of mind, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And just this past year, you know, five, four months ago, I transitioned into a new role that it was a great opportunity. However, it's requiring international travel. So as you can imagine, talk about another another shift, another change. Yeah. But I, I had to be very transparent with my podcast manager to say, hey, just so you know, I'm about to I just accepted this role. I started two months. I'm gonna get as far ahead in the podcast as I can. And I think I got actually three, two, three months ahead, which was like awesome. Wow. Right. Because yeah. I, I knew journey of entrepreneurship, I knew, wow, my headspace is going to be all over the place. Right. I'm not going to have the brain space to create quality content on a regular basis. So I, so for that season, batching worked. Now I'm in a better rhythm, but I communicated that with her. And she said, mm-hmm. I said, bear, bear with me. I'm going to get you as much as possible as I navigate what my new routine, my new rhythm is going to look like. She was totally okay with that. Right. And now you know, four months into this position, I have a better workflow. Like, okay, so now we're working more on a, you know, two weeks ahead basis. I always, I always have shows kind of in the, on the docket, I guess you could say, but aren't being released just yet. But they're kind of, it's helpful to have those like, just in case. Right. If I need to move this up. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Like you said, you're traveling internationally. So it's like, are you going to be in a in a room that's super echoey and then you're going to not like that episode that you just recorded? Or like, are you just going to be exhausted because because you've been flying or like whatever? You have these variables that you're getting used to. So it's right. not just obviously about like the time, but it's like you're traveling. And so that's that's putting another variable into play. Yeah, time zone. I want to record a podcast, but there's construction outside my window. <laughs> Didn't plan for this or like yeah, just things that come up or just like, yeah, just like anything, you know, any transition in life, navigating. How am I going to work best? What's going to allow me to create the best content? But also, but also keep my sanity. You know, I think as pod, as podcasters and longevity, we have to think about really always going back to your why and working smarter, not always harder. Totally. Hey there, I wanted to interrupt this episode with a quick message for you. If you are listening to this show, then you are either wanting to become a podcast manager or currently a podcast manager. And I wanted to invite you to my free masterclass where I show you how to become a profitable podcast manager without working more than 20 hours per week. So in this masterclass, I break down what it would look like for you to be making three to 5K per month working as a podcast manager without working more than 20 hours a week. Not only do I break that down, but I also talk about the three myths that I used to believe that was keeping me away from being a profitable podcast manager and that you might be believing as well. That and I share all the details about my podcast manager program. So if you're interested in learning more, learning the three myths that might be keeping you away from becoming a profitable podcast manager, or you just want to see what does it take to be a profitable podcast manager, then grab a seat to my masterclass. I would love to see you there. Just head to laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass and it'll show the next available time. Okay, awesome. That is it. Go sign up for the masterclass. I cannot wait to see you there. Let's get back to the episode. So then through those different transitions, like you said, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, have you been consistent as in like every single week? Yes. So still producing weekly episodes. Again, going back to like the planning piece, I've gone back and forth with planning quarterly. Okay, planning monthly. Okay, planning, you know, again, I think yeah. we're just always, I'm always learning, always growing for right now. Currently at, at this time, I'm working more on a quarterly basis, which I think has worked well for me over the past, I guess you could say year. Kind of what's what's my focus this quarter or what topics do I want to cover? You know, doing more of that planning ahead of time. But one thing I appreciate most about Emily, my podcast manager, shout out to Emily, is the accountability and mm. giving her permission. I don't, I don't have to give her permission, but I really appreciate her enforcing policies. You know, I need this turnaround time. And if it's not there, she sends me a message. Where is this? You know, I'm now or it's going to be late. And yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. Because for me, honestly, with my brain all going on in order for me to, to, to continue this, I need that. If I had somebody who wasn't holding me accountable, who wasn't reminding me, and not that she necessarily reminds me deadlines, but if something's not 
upload it. You know, for an example, I had a Dropbox issue traveling, airports, horrible Wi-Fi, different countries. My file didn't upload and I didn't Mm. realize it. I didn't tag her in it. And so, but she was able to say, hey, can you get this to me by, you know, gave me a deadline. Yes. And I can get it done. Okay. And and we navigated that, right? But it also gave me the space to go, not going to happen. I I just, I can't, if it's late, that's on me. I'm still paying you, your retainer, you know, that's taking ownership of that. But I really appreciate the open communication and holding me accountable to those policies. I think a lot of times as business owners, we don't want to enforce things because it feels like we're being pushy or it feels Mm -hmm. like we don't want to hurt their feelings. We have this, this history or this relationship, but really it's the opposite. You know, when we honor, we honor our time. Oh my gosh. it, It says so much about you and the respect that you have for their time. Mm hmm. And just working with people like as the client or as the service provider, either way, part of the benefit of working with someone is the accountability, just like you said, is them just being there to say, hey, I'm your podcast manager. I'm here to manage your podcast. And you saying, "Okay, (laughs) I'm going to take everything a little bit more serious because I have someone who's here with me doing it, not necessarily like relying on me or because I'm paying them like, yes, those things all come to play. But it's like, it's it's a teamwork mindset that changes things. Right. And having part of that teamwork and that trust, you know, I trust Emily to tell me if an audio is terrible, or if something doesn't sound right, or, you know, I trust her quality control, I guess you could say from that standpoint of like, Mm -hmm that's taken a burden off of my shoulders. Like, I can delegate that. It's okay. I trust that I do my job. All I have to do is record and upload and tag and she does the rest. And to me, oh my gosh, that is everything. If it weren't for having her and all the services she's provided, I I wish I could say, oh, the podcast would still be going. But I don't, I quite honestly don't think it would be because (laughs) of the brain space, the bandwidth, like, just having her support makes it sustainable. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely get what you mean. Now, kind of going back to the more of the business mindset, how has your like mindset around like the ROI of the show changed? And where is it at today? So again, ebbs and flows, because when we first started it, it was a passion project. We didn't think much of it. Then, you know, as time went on, why are we doing this? Evaluating our goals, realizing like, oh, there's a way. First, let's pick a focus. You know, what what's our goal of the podcast? But then really, I don't think it was until we went to podcast movement the first time and realizing, wow, there's a lot of opportunity here with podcasting. The possibilities mm-hmm. for monetization or just whatever you want to make of it are endless. There's so mm-hmm. much growth, so much opportunities. And so that really just opened my eyes, made me start to think about different ways. And really, it wasn't until this year that I actually started taking um, sponsorships, even not having mm-hmm. a, a massive following. You know, I was still able to secure sponsorships that aligned with my brand, that aligned with what I wanted to promote, type of experts I wanted to bring on the show. And that's been. I think another thing that's helped it be sustainable 
is for me being able to learn about that side of podcasting, learning about that side of business and just, you know, income growth opportunities. And again, we're not talking like, again, there's, there's podcasters that can make so much money, like, you know, yeah, six figures per, in one yeah, episode. Right. Yeah. Just, just from podcasting, but opening up right. to my eyes that, you know, I can make this worth my, a little bit more bang for my buck with my time by aligning with, with things. So it, it gives me that creative outlet to just continue to think about ways to grow and keep it fresh and keep me excited about it too. And keep, you know, I think our listeners feel that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the space that you're in with being non-diet, you, you have to like, tr- you have to not try hard, but you have to like have an extra crucial eye, critical eye on people that come to you that want to do sponsorships with you because there's so many products that you're like, this is not within my message. And I don't want to tell people they need all these things because that's not my message. Yeah, you've heard me talk to you about that event. They're like, oh, I got a really good opportunity, but I can't, I can't, right? And really always keeping integrity at the forefront. But my, as far as like monetization goes, I think my mindset has completely or had to shift, right? In order for that sustainability to what am I tracking? What am I measuring? And not getting caught up in all the KPIs. You know, I will look at my KPIs probably once a week, but I don't dwell on them. To me, I see it as, you know, if I had, let's say hypothetically, you know, 100 100 downloads on this episode this week. Wow, that was, you know, okay, not every download, right? Probably my husband downloaded it and I downloaded (laughs) it. But in theory, that's, wow, that's, at least 50 people who I spoke to. Wow, you know, I think I come from the fitness background. And I think, wow, if I had 50 people in a class on a on a Monday afternoon, that's insane. You know, so the that's what I focus on is I really think about the individual bodies who are listening, who are consuming my content. And that's that just, whoa, that always shakes me up. Yeah, that's totally the impact. And like you said, you like speaking and you are a speaker, like you've gotten some really great opportunities to speak. So this is like also, I remember that was actually one of the reasons you and I started the show was we thought Mm -hmm. we both like to speak and we thought we like to talk. Yeah. We'd heard though that like, oh, you know, if you're good at something or you want to be good at something, you just just do it more. And so we thought that like starting a podcast would make us better at speaking, but then you know, me listening back to it and editing it, I was realizing, wait, I'm not getting any better. (laughs) Because it was conversational. There was no, like, there was no one auditing it and telling me like what to change and what to, you know, so that I think that's kind of funny. But you weren't weren't delivering a speech. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't delivering a speech. Exactly. So my my speech wasn't getting any better. (laughs) Point being, yeah, I can totally see like this impact is so important to you because you're so passionate about your message and you know, you're using monetization tactics, but you also now too have a business that brings an income because at one mm-hmm. point we didn't. So right, that's harder <laughs> to pay for a podcast manager and to like invest your time in a show when there's no, there's no business backing it or whatever. But there were many seasons when I was mm-hmm. the split time of trying to figure out, you know, do I go full time with my business? Do I not? And there were many seasons where I thought I could cut the podcast. That's an extra, you know, 
quite a few hundred dollars in my pocket, you know, each month. Mm. But for me, I've, that's one thing I've never no, because I see the value of it and I see the impact and I know the why behind it. And that also motivates me to keep, to keep going, to keep it a top priority. Mm -hmm. Because to me, to me, podcasting is more impactful, even though it's harder to quantify with all the data out there, right? I know that's, you have lots of episodes talking about that piece of it. But I, I personally, I know the impact is so much greater than just an Instagram post or totally. time, you know, trying to do talks in my community. Like I know the power of podcasting. So to me, it's, it's even hard to put like a dollar amount on it because I know long-term there's so many benefits to it. Yeah. That's so true because like as much as, you know, I'll like a certain person's Instagram. Like I'm like, oh, I just love, I, you know, you get a really good feel for them with reels and with posts and, you know, stories and all this, but it's so fleeting. Oh, and I love Instagram. I love Instagram, yeah. but. But as like to really understand like what they're teaching, like let's say you're, you know, you're a buyer, they have a course, they have a whatever, and you want to buy from them or you're considering buying from them. And you, you're like, I need, you know, I want to get a feel for, for what their message is to make sure it's going to fit with me or whatever. If they're like very consistent on Instagram, you can get an idea. But I feel like if you have, if they have a podcast and you can go listen to a couple episodes, you can really much more quickly. Oh, you get a feel. Do we vibe or not? Do we? Yes, exactly. And yeah, what's, you can get a feel for like, okay, is there kind of like their underlying values? Like is, okay, are their values hustle mindset? Are they you know, like, yeah, you can just get like an idea of kind of where they're coming from with whatever they're teaching. Yes, who they are, ultimately. What's their heart? What's, Mm -hmm. who are they at the core of them? Yeah, yeah. So much easier to get when you are listening to them for for 30 minutes versus 30 second real. Absolutely. Yeah, this is so like cool and interesting to hear of just like all of these ebbs and flows and... The, the changes and stuff that you've gone through and your like tenacity to stick with the podcast. Like it's just because obviously I love podcasts just as much as you do. So it's fun to see kind of the the podcaster viewpoint, I guess. Do you have any tips for new podcast managers on maybe like how they could speak to what what you know, you inherently know the power of podcasting. So how could the podcast manager speak that into someone who maybe just doesn't understand or doesn't know yet the power of podcasting? I think don't be afraid to to sell yourself on the value that you, that you bring to the table. Because at least in my situation, as a multifaceted entrepreneur doing all these things, I really wish I could get in the weeds. However, I I just, I can't, right? There's mm-hmm. a certain level for me that I have to draw the line. Otherwise, again, too much going on, right? So the more that the podcast manager can show you, hey, did you know that there's opportunities to monetize? Did you know I could actually put together a pitch deck for you? Did you know that you could be a guest in all these shows? Right? The more that you can add value, because the value that you could add is endless about just educating them on the power of this platform, I think can make your job easier. 
because it gets them excited about what they're, you know, what they're delivering. But it also mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's a win-win situation. And it's selling more of the value of what you can bring to the table and helping the podcaster to see that. Because quite frankly, there's a lot of things that like, if it weren't for you or Emily, I, I just wouldn't know. And that's totally normal. What a disservice to not share what you know, and whether that's upselling your services or just being a resource even and giving them the tools, I think is is really impactful because as you know, podcasting is only continuing to grow and everybody wants to start a podcast, but people really don't understand what all goes into it. And so the more that you can position yourself regardless of your years of experience or whether you're brand new or that doesn't matter. You still are the expert compared to whoever it is that you're talking to nine times out of 10. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially like when, since, you know, we're talking about your, your journey of five plus years, like, especially when maybe you've been working with someone for six months and, you know, not that they're, not like, hey, I see you're getting burnt out. Let's talk about this. But just like l- letting them know, hey, you know, we can always try this or we can always try that. Like giving, like you're saying, giving them ideas and, and just introducing them to kind of like the next level. Because you, you've you kind of found that through you and I loving podcasting together. We've kind of explored it together. But most clients don't have the capacity to be looking at the podcast industry. So they, you know, they're thinking about all the other business things in their life. They're not thinking of like, what more they they might be thinking like, what more can I do with my podcast, but they do not know the, you know, a quarter or, or even that of what you know, as podcast manager. Yeah, Emily, and I use Trello and Vox to communicate and just anytime that she has a little nugget that she drops me, hey, did you know this or I can do this or that like, it also, again, I see the value in her. And so anytime, anywhere, if she asks me for a testimonial or a survey, or even just in Facebook groups where I see people who need podcast managers, I, I'm always sending things her way of like, just speaking her up. And, you know, it's just a win win. Isn't that just so much more enjoyable for both sides when you can have that collaboration, that teamwork, like, we're both entrepreneurs. How can we continue to support each other? I think it's just, it makes it more fun. And isn't that the point? Yeah. It's not, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. <laughs> that is definitely one of my life <laughs> policies. You know that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gotta keep it's, it fun. Gotta keep it's it interesting. Not fun. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty impressive if we have that perspective. And yet you've had a show for this long. It's not like you're flighty, but you no, keep it fun. No, so how to fun. keep it fun. It's so fun, for <laughs> sure. Although I'm curious if other people are like this. I would love to hear from your audience or what their podcast um, podcasters say. I'm like, I will tell my podcast to the world. I'll share my story. But the minute like somebody in my corporate job or just family members like, oh, you have a podcast? I want to listen. I'm like, no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> yes. Strangers only. Strangers only. I actually have someone in my personal life who has never like explicitly said that she listens to my podcast, but she will say things to me that I know (gasps) she could only find out through the podcast. And I'm just like, (laughs) I feel the exact same way. I'm just like, I feel like I'm standing here naked now. I feel feel exposed. exposed. (laughs) Even though, even though my podcast is not like 
that personal, but still, yeah, there's just something no, very I, intimate. I'm very <laughs> self-aware of what I, what I share on the podcast. Like, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I don't know what it is. Yes. Maybe that's what it is. It's just, it's so intimate and it's so, you just, they're, they're your people, you know? So it just, yep. is, when somebody is like, I don't even know. It's just, it's different. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how can those that are listening find you after the show? Well, I obviously could talk about this, my story, all things podcasting and due to beating forever. So I like to hang out on Instagram. My Instagram is at K-T-H-A-K-E or the podcast Fit Friends Happy Hour on Instagram. But also that's the name of the show. Awesome. Well, we will definitely tag that in the show notes so everybody can follow you. And thank you so much. I feel like this was awesome. We we did a great job of not being doing a BFF episode. <laughs> yeah, proud of us. Proud of us for sure. Love that for us. <laughs> and love that for you listening that we <laughs> we were remained value. <laughs> but still, yeah. And one of the reasons I wanted to do this show was to kind of celebrate being two years of the show of this, the podcast manager show, because I was like, wait, it's funny. I haven't had Katie on yet when you're like my, you know, my podcasting sidekick. So I'm just glad too that you're on. You've been back on the Friends Happy Hour too. So yes. Yes. So thank you so much for being here. Can't wait to hear what everybody has to say about this episode. So let us know over on Instagram. And thank you so much, Katie. Thanks. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Come connect with me over on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton or in the Podcast Manager Mastermind Facebook group. And let me know what you liked about this episode. I love, love, love hearing your guys' feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at laurenwrighton.com. Special thanks to my amazing podcast manager, Marcy Page, on producing this episode. All right, that's it. Until next time, I'll be cheering you on.